Welcome to Bangalore Revival Center. Here we dream revival and serve people with love. Today Pastor Jojo continues speaking from the goodness series about how living in the different aspects of the goodness of God can transform our way of living. Do listen and be blessed. I'm going to start with something Pastor Priji spoke last week from Psalm 27 verse 13 I believe that I shall look upon the goodness of the Lord in the land of living we all are part of this land which is a living land we all have this privilege we all have this access where this land is not dead this land is not a, a, a dormant land but it's an active land it's a living land because a land this is which is given or created but by our lord and savior himself right i i pray and i declare that every dead things which you have which you think that you are connected to gets cut off today gets taken off today because that's not our portion that is not something that we should be associated because our god is a living god and he has given a living land to show his goodness to shower his goodness on us amen amen can we declare this i believe that i shall look upon the goodness of the lord in the land of living so if you have a situation if you have a, a area in your life which you think that is causing a lot of struggle a lot of pain i want you to declare i want you to go back and think about the fact that the goodness of the god is currently working in that space goodness of god is currently acting up in that place because god has a very clear agenda is to take care of you is to help you is to nourish you is to give you the best we're going to learn about that in coming slides but is to give you the best and if you if you if you believe and if you agree in that i want you want you to speak over that situation right now i want you to take 30 seconds and and to speak over that situation right now because god's goodness is acting up right now god's goodness is changing that environment right now God's goodness is 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 uh creating an atmosphere which is which is different creating a a place where it is more peaceful creating a, a environment that you want to that he wants you to be in amen that's our prayer this morning that's that's where we want to start daddy that's where we want to understand your heart Let's go to John chapter 8 verse 12 onwards. Wait. John chapter 8 is a very interesting chapter. This is a this is a place where a woman is caught in an adultery and I know you you all probably would be aware of the story here. You know, uh people are bringing this woman and uh, they are instructing uh, to throw stones on this woman because why? Because this woman is caught in adultery. right and jesus being jesus uh, he knew that this was a perfect trap put by pharisees so that 
you know, because Pharisees at that point in time was looking for opportunities or scenarios to, to you know, counterattack Jesus. And Jesus being smartest, he said, he said in verse 7, okay, they kept demanding an answer. So he stood up and said, all right, let the one who has never sinned throw the stone first. I hope you read this. It's not there on the slide, but I just want to give a reference here. What does Jesus say? Anybody who hasn't sinned, let's throw the stone first or let's, you know, uh, put, put, the, put the stone first on that woman out there. Now, what I, want to, what I want to elaborate here is we all are good judges, isn't it? There is an extraordinary spirit of judgment that comes in with us when we are with people, when we are put into a different situation. I, I'm not saying about you, I'm saying, talking about myself. Or is that true with you as well? Do you guys have a, have a moment where you judge people? Yeah. Now, the point here is, uh, let's think about this one more time. Whenever we are in that situation, what would have Christ done it? What would have Jesus spoken about it? Uh, and that's a perfect example that we can take in our daily life, in our daily practices. Just put ourselves in Jesus' shoes and think, what would Jesus do here? What would Jesus talk here? What would be the words that Jesus would have probably, um, you know, mentioned here? And I'm sure it gives you a better perspective. Because, because what Jesus is trying to tell you here is, before you remove a speck in someone, uh, someone else's eye, look at the log that is in your eyes. Are you getting this? Before you correct someone else, ensure that you are on the right track. Ensure that you practice what you are speaking. Ensure that you are moving the right direction that you want others to follow. Right? Fast forward in verse, verse 12, Jesus spoke to the people once more and said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to light. Instruction. If you follow me, how many of us follow Jesus here? All right, we, we all follow, we all follow Jesus. What does, what does it say? If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you have the light. It's highlighted. You have the light that leads to life. What does light does in practical? It gives you a vision. It gives you an idea where to go, how to go and what to do. Imagine if you were in this dark room, you know, and with no light, your mind goes crazy because you can't see anything. You can't understand what's around you and, and you kind of struggle. But the moment there is a light, there is a focus, you kind of have a better perspective. Now, I want you to understand the fact that we all have this light with us which is not just an ordinary light, but a light that leads to life. A light that leads to life. Now, 
the whole whole perspective here what jesus is trying to portray from the whole scenario from 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 the from the parable or rather from this particular uh, woman caught in adultery wala story is the fact that no matter how much trouble some situation that looks like and 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 you're put in that place where you don't understand you need to you need to focus on the light which is upon you you need to follow the light which is already there for you because that light is the light that is going to lead to life and and how much of a struggle we face how much of a hardship we face this light will not leave you this light will still lead you towards the eternity and that's the life that he has assigned and designed for us amen amen uh, there's a great importance of light you know especially in 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 the book of uh, the very first book of bible genesis what is the first verse in the beginning yes 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 there is a light that is there there is a light that is created what is the idea it's 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 not just uh, the actual natural light he is referring it's the light of the life that he has actually created for us and and the moment we realize that this light is with us we don't have to worry about anything we don't have to look for any sources we don't have to look for any other support system like like pastor jo mentioned that we've tried out everything but have we tried this light have we followed this light have you been on this journey with this light because this light will certainly lead you to life amen amen because all the other things would lead you to somewhere or the other but this light will lead you to life the life which was created the life which is there from the very beginning of this whole universe amen amen we spoke about light how important light is now let's let's move ahead and look at john chapter 6 verse 51 it says i am the living bread come on can we read this i am the living bread that came down from heaven anyone who eats this bread will live forever and this bread which is, which i offer so the world may live is my flesh what did i say first that god is giving us few instruction number one can we remember light which is given to us which is leading us number two bread okay people who are hungry say amen now again the significance of bread is not the physical bread but the life of jesus that was sacrificed on that cross right there's a tradition in 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 olden times that uh you know even if even before the last supper what did jesus do jesus broke the bread right that tradition signifies that you know you are you know sacrificing you you're breaking something now i am the living bread that came from heaven okay so so the the bread here signifies that the fact that jesus was bought or rather was was coming from heaven to earth so that we can eat of him 
okay some of you are like what are you talking how can we eat jesus i'm not talking about eating jesus but i'm talking about the fact that the the the, the very presence of god was here in this world is to save us through his flesh the flesh that the, the god that came here transformed into flesh so that you know we can eat of him anyone who eats this bread will live for ever again this is not forever which means we'll will get to live like uh, you know noah like 900 years no i'm talking about we have an eternity life ahead of us because this this body has certain expiry date we all going to go we all going to turn into dust dust someday or the other but the life that we will receive by consuming this bread will take us towards eternity will 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 last us towards the eternity and that's like infinite number you can't really put a number of years out there this bread will live forever and this bread which i will offer so that world may live is my flesh we spoke about resurrection last week and the idea of seeing jesus on the cross you know being crucified is not just from a sacrificial aspect yes definitely it's it's a sacrifice that was done you know that was uh, you know practiced or other uh, olden times there was a practice of sacrifice nowadays we don't really see that but the idea of jesus being crucified in form of flesh so that we can have this you know supernatural life that we are living in so that we have that privilege and access that the other side or the other world doesn't have and this bread look at this carefully and this bread which i will offer so the world may live is my flesh do you know we all are part of this body of christ in some context in some way i'm not talking about as a church but as an individual of course church is the larger body of the christ but we all contribute we all make up a church come on guys you understanding give me some response back in the day there was no uh an establishment or a corporate setup like what we have today you know there was no bangalore revival center or ambarnath revival center it was just the fact people gathered and that made up a church which didn't had a, a banner or a on a poster at the entrance which says this is this church people wherever they go they formed a church you know it, it could be uh, anywhere on the on the plains on the, on the grounds or on the field now all of this what gathering that we we've seen from the ancient times or the earlier times is nothing but where we where we see body of the christ getting gathered and that's something we continue even in today's time of course we have more uh, you know more uh, corporate approach to it it's more like an institution more like uh, you know a place where people come on time and go on time back in the day we didn't have that it never had a schedule it never had like worship first then word then um, you know benediction nothing it was it wasn't like very organized but the fact that body of christ is still active you know even in those days in an unorganized manner or organized is is because jesus's flesh was sacrificed jesus's flesh was crucified on that particular cross and 
I will offer so the so the world may so the world may live. What did we start talking about? We start talking about goodness of God in the land of living. So, guys, understand the fact that we all are in this living land where we have the opportunity to live, provided we follow what Jesus is talking about here. Right. The first one was light. Second one was bread. Okay. Continuing from bread, John chapter six verse fifty-seven. I live because of the living Father who sent me. In the same way, anyone who feeds on me will live because of me. Anyone who feeds on me. How many of us feeds on Jesus? Yes. No. Maybe. Pastor, what are you talking about? How can we feed on Jesus? Are we satisfied? Do we get satisfaction by feeding on to Jesus? Let me tell you, there is no other satisfaction in the world like how we get from Jesus. There is no other pleasure in comparison to the pleasure that we get to be in His presence. There is no better, better opportunity to be in than His presence. We were talking about some human accomplishment. Pastor Penas was talking when uh, during the worship. Everything, every human accomplishment that we have, will go away. You know, uh, where everything that we've earned over the period of time—the name, the fame, the money—but that is not, or that cannot, be compared to the joy that we will give, that we will get. When we feed on Jesus, Amen. Can we read this again? I live because of the living Father who sent me. In the same way, who feeds on me will live because of me. Can we agree that if we haven't thought about this yet, going ahead, we will live? Or rather, we will feed on Jesus. Let's make Jesus our source. Let's make Jesus our ultimate source where we get our nourishment. Let let make Jesus as as the 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 place where we look for uh, power and strength and energy. Again, I'm not really trying to put across. Um, you know the actual food here, but the idea here is our actual source or our correct source is Jesus Himself, because we got to feed on Him, we got to live on Him, and that's what will take us through. So feeds on me will live because because of Jesus. So our existence, our journey in this world should be. Or should be associated with Jesus because that's what is taking ahead. Amen. We spoke about light. We spoke about bread. How important light is. Light leads us. How important bread is so that we can um, uh, we can feed. What What do you think? What will be the next thing? Whenever there is a sorry, drink. Okay. Water, absolutely. We're talking about living water. Uh, John chapter four, verse ten. Jesus replied, "If you only knew the gift 
God has for you and who you are speaking to you would ask me and I will give you living water. I will give you living water. Pastor, are you making a full course meal here? Food came in, water comes in. Yes, yes, this is what, this is the instruction. This is what God has, you know, instructed. What are the things, what are the principles that we need to live on? What are the principles that we need to follow? Because there are certain things, if, if we do not really do it in the principalities of God, it will not yield result. I was, I was, I was mesmerized by this statement. Uh, I was watching uh, uh, Prophet Emmanuel Mukundiva's one of the sermon about finance, and whenever there's a finance topic, I just, I just go in and I just, you know, I enjoy learning about finance. Don't know why. And he he said something very interesting: the world follows God's principle. They might not necessarily believe in God, but they follow God's principle. He was talking about the fact. Why are, the, why are billionaires and the big wealthy people still wealthy? Because they follow the principle of giving. And they might not be doing it because God told them. They might not be doing this because, uh, uh, you know, this is written in Bible. No, they just do it because it's a good thing in society. Philanthropist, they get status, but trust me, that is a principle of God. That is something that God has instructed us. To a very point that world follows principle but church doesn't. It's the other, it should be the other way around, isn't it? I, and back in the day, uh, many years back, uh, I, I was with my spiritual dad, Pastor Vijay, uh, in Mumbai. And we were just talking about various stuff. And uh, he told me something very interesting about a business plan, you know, and that's, uh, that's, that's, like a, that's like a business that's booming all across the world. Have you heard about, what's that called? Uh, I don't know, the, I don't recollect the name of this business, but it's a business wherein you tag one person and you, you make, a, make a chain. Like for example, I, I introduced Penas. Penas will bring another person, and she will bring another person, she will bring another person. The idea of this is, okay, network marketing, sorry. Have you heard about this? What is network marketing? It's the very principle or the advice that Jesus gave to disciple when he sent them across, saying that go ahead and make disciple. Have we done that? Why are, that, why are those businesses so successful? Because they follow the principle of God. And it has that power to give that back. So, so the secret is to follow principle of God. If, if you think that you're struggling in your finance, there is something that you're doing wrong with your finance. Pastor Iju said once this, Give what God is, God deserves. Give His portion first. That will set your finances in place. That will change the trajectory of the way you look at finances. 
it's so important it's so important to follow the principle of god and 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 again this words kind of reminds me of that again because speaking to you would ask me and i would give you living water we need to live we need to survive on this living water the the moment we are deprived from this living water we are not living we might be physically present we might be physically living but we still don't have that 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 heartbeat that god wants to give us that 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 the way that god wants us to live our life okay john chapter 4 verse 14 and this is this is a very interesting chapter especially because uh, this is where jesus encounters the 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 samaritan woman i hope all of you know this story jesus uh was supposed to go somewhere else but he intentionally changes his journey pathway and goes to this place uh and meets this woman and uh you know jesus has started talking and and evangelizing this woman and and there is there is a part let me just uh scan through chapter 4 you can read with me chapter 4 verse 4 onwards he had to go to samaria on the way eventually he came to samarian village of sychar near the field that jacob gave to his son joseph jacob's well was there and jesus tried from the long walk sat wearily beside the well about noon time soon a samaritan woman came to draw water and jesus said to her okay this was jesus perfect plan Jesus didn't had any business there but he knew that he wants to evangelize he wants to have an encounter with this uh, woman and 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 reveal few things Jesus said to her please give me a drink he was he was alone at that time because the disciples had gone to village to buy some food now this woman was surprised because for Jews refused to have anything to do with samaritans you know it was like india pakistan uh, she said to jesus you are a jew i am a samaritan woman why are you asking me for drink and then interestingly jesus said this verse uh, the one that we saw before if only knew the gift of god has for you and who you are speaking to would ask me and i would give you living water If I was there in place of that woman I would have said what what are you saying I'm ask I'm what do you want you ask for a water but you giving me something that is not even connected to our conversation and and that's pretty much how Jesus was you know he was he he used to talk in parables and 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 different ways to engage you know people around going further verse 11 but sir you don't have a rope or a bucket she said and this well is very deep where would you get this living water jesus first started with water then he went on to living water this is something that we should understand if you're trying to evangelize don't start with christianese word the blood of christ what what are you talking start with normal word and then go into the christianese side and besides do you think you are greater than ancestors jacob who gave us this well how can you offer better water than he and his sons and his animals enjoyed 
of course this this woman was gradually trying to explain that jesus it's not possible you don't have a bucket you don't have a robe how are you going to get the water and i can't give you because you are a jew and i'm a i'm a samaritan and we don't really uh, share things that's where interesting john chapter 13 jesus uh, 4 verse 13 jesus replies anyone who drinks this water will soon become thirsty again what he is referring is 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 the part of the world that we always look for the the the, the things that drive us the things that you know kind of motivates us all those things would eventually dry out eventually will make you thirsty but those who drink the water i give will never will never be thirsty again it becomes okay focus it becomes its instruction it becomes a fresh bubbling spring within them giving them an eternal life it not just quenches your thirst for that very moment but it has the power to give an eternal life it has a capacity to give you something that the world cannot give you it has the it has the authority to to take you across which world cannot do which the world doesn't you know have have the capacity going further it's again not there on the slide follow me if you have your bibles open uh chapter 4 i'm led to speak about this verse uh, chapter 4 verse 13 please sir the woman said give me this water then i'll be never thirsty again i won't have to come here to get water and that's where jesus starts revealing things the very posture of this lady accepting the fact or acknowledging the fact or just by saying yes give me this water gave an access to jesus just by that change in her heart because few verses before she was confused what are you talking about how can i give you this water but now when she says please give me this water now you have that access now you have that connection that's where we have to again understand uh we need to give access to god first we need to allow jesus to work on first see jesus jesus will still follow you irrespective we do good or bad you know he's still there but the moment we give access the revelation hits because the next thing jesus is saying go get your husband have they ever spoken about her her life her story her husband's all those things the moment she gave the access Jesus started revealing things. If you want revelation, if you want that right encounter, give your access to God. Give your access to Jesus. I'm sure you will have revelation after revelation. And 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 not just for the sake of revelation because that's how you encounter. That's how you build your relationship. That's how you learn more about God. and it's so beautiful because it says verse 17 i don't have a husband woman replied jesus said 
look at the response of what Jesus is trying. You are right. This is revelation level two. You don't have a husband. For you have had five husbands and you aren't even married to the man you are living with now. You certainly spoke the truth. Now, Jesus is revealing things as if he was from the same neighborhood. You know, like how we gossip about someone else in our own, own, own building. No, this is not gossip, but this is Jesus revealing level two. First was just Chuma saying, go, and get, go get your husband. Do we get something in this? Nothing much. But the second time when, when, when Jesus is revealing things, he goes to another level altogether. Amen. Can we all give access to Jesus today? Can we all agree the fact that Jesus, I want this living water. I want to live on this living water. I want to strive on this living water because I'll be never thirsty once I have this because it becomes a fresh bubbling spring within me. And that will give me an eternal life. Amen. Amen. Are we learning something here? Yes. Let's move to John chapter 6 verse 63. Okay, before we do that, what all we did so far? We spoke about the light. We spoke about the bread. We spoke about not just water, the living water. Now in John chapter 6, Jesus is talking about the Spirit. The Spirit alone gives eternal life. Human efforts accomplishes nothing. And the very words I have spoken to you are Spirit and life. What is this? What is happening here? The background of this conversation is is, is starting from the bread itself, you know. Uh, this, is, this is a journey where Jesus and disciples are going through and Jesus feds 5,000 people and all those things that happens after that. And uh, uh, disciples always have the question, how, how is it possible? What are you doing? Although they've been with him for so long, but they still had a lot of questions. And every time they wanted to have more clarity, more, they will just, uh, you know, gather uh, at one side and they will start asking the questions and 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 that's where Jesus is trying to explain this in verse 63 let me look at that spirit alone gives eternal life human efforts accomplishes nothing the very words I have spoken to you are spirit and life but some of you don't believe me um, Someone once said this, if you have a problem, if you have a challenge, we need to find a solution. Where do we go? Let's, let's put a scenario. We have, uh, we have a situation which we don't have a proper guidance to. We generally go to the expert. We go to people who are expert in that area. But the word of God says, first come to, you know, the word first come to word because there are clear instruction those are given the words I have spoken to you are spirit and life every single word every single you know instance where Jesus spoke 
it had life it breathed life you know it, it, it it's it's like organic you know the moment it was released it just grew it's just grew the fact that jesus is trying to also tell like no matter how much you accomplish no matter how much you are known as uh, you know a great disciple you know you've done this you've done that it doesn't matter what matters is that how much have you acted upon the word of god itself how much ever you have relied or leaned yourself on the word of god because that is the foundation and that is something that will uh, you know flourish and 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 generate and 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 give more and more life the spirit alone gives eternal life what what do you, what what is jesus trying to say from a spirit point of view here the spirit alone gives eternal life like the the very the very uh, uh, you know the root of this whole word or hope of this chapter is the is the fact that jesus is trying to also explain that you need to have a constant relationship with the spirit because the more more you you know push yourself away from the spirit you are just another christian you are just another individual because what defines us from other people is the fact that we have this partnership or a relationship with the holy spirit and holy spirit is the one who guides us holy spirit is the one who take us through you know in our in our tough situation and it alone gives us the eternal life because all the words that jesus spoke was carrying spirit and life so what is this this is this is nothing but the spirit and the life that we have access to so jesus is trying to uh, explain us that can we rely on this can we can we find support and answers and clue for 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 our situation through this can we focus more on the word of the god and the instructions that is given to us amen amen we spoke about the light the bread the living water and we also spoke about the spirit that jesus gave us now i also want you to understand the goodness of the god was projected on the cross isn't it when he was crucified it was absolute goodness of him because uh, he didn't get anything out of it technically he came he could have come as a come as god himself but he chose to come in form of a human and flesh and set us an example of getting crucified on that now jesus is again trying to explain this in john chapter uh, 12 verse 24 i tell you the truth unless a kernel of wheat is planted in the soil and dies it remains alone everybody can understand seed what is a seed a seed is something that you put in the ground and you expect uh, you know the life to come out you know it it expects you expect it's to grow and and flourish and become into a big tree have you ever done that have you ever tried planting something anyone yes i i recently did someone told me if you put mustard it comes out really good i i did that and it came out really good but if you look at any seed 
it doesn't really have uh, life in it by the just the look at it it's it's just like an object it's just like a a a a, a thing that is in your hand but the moment you put the seed underneath the ground in the right condition the first thing that happens is the seed dies the the seed changes the identity underneath the seed is no longer seed anymore the seed is now transformed into life in form of a small sapling or or a small plant and that plant grows big enough to produce more fruit look at the same example what jesus is trying to say here unless a kernel of wheat is planted in the soil and it dies it remains alone so it has to die the process is that for the seed to become a plant it has to change its identity underneath the ground the next verse says chapter 12 24 but it's death will produce many new kernels and a plentiful harvest of new life the very the very example of jesus being crucified was that a plentiful of, of harvest can happen what we see today in the world is the result of that harvest is a result of that crucifixion the harvest that we have today in terms of many life getting transformed and and regenerated or rejuvenated is because there was a death that happened on that cross the seed had to die i hope you're getting what i'm trying to say the seed had to die to produce a new plentiful harvest aren't we so grateful that there was someone who was ready to sacrifice so that we could enjoy this harvest we could enjoy the privileges that we have today amen amen because john chapter 12 25 says whoever loves his life loses it and whoever hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life whoever loves his life like my life my stuff my thing will lose it whoever hates his life in this world will keep it now that is so contradicting like if if i tell this on a on a normal platform you know they'll be like what are you talking about like you the world talks about like oh you should love your life you know pastor pridhi was talking about this right you should do that you like you should do that i mean that's right but at the same time you should do what god wants you to do you should follow what god wants you to do because uh, in this world will keep it for eternal life you know that's a clear instruction that uh, the world will not take you anywhere but jesus will take you to eternity amen amen are, are we understanding this yes no let's move to john chapter 14 verse 19 again this is jesus continuing explaining jesus had to repeat this multiple times so that it kind of made sense for the disciples soon the world will no longer see me but you will see me since i live 
you will you also will live we serve a living god we serve a living god who is with us among us before us after us besides us wherever we go this living god is with us i don't know how much you get this the gravity of this verse since i live since i live who's the same there you go guys jesus is still alive and 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 that's why it, you know uh, you know it kind of pains me all the time uh, when we when we are sad on on uh, looking at crucifixion and and we talk about oh jesus is dead i, I remember someone in my childhood uh, told me that uh, jesus came down and it wasn't right okay but i still remember jesus came down but you people killed him i'm like and i couldn't understand the gravity of that conversation but if i meet that person today i will say no my jesus is still alive he's still there and 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 we don't have to be you know sad we don't have to be you know on that place where okay he's there he's on on the cross that's 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 an example that he wanted to set but even in that death he is still alive he is a living god come on tell he is a living god i serve a living god amen amen and this is the way to have an eternal life to know you the only true god and the jesus christ the one sent to earth the only true god and the jesus christ the one you sent to earth the true god the only living god was sent to the earth for you and me so that we have you know whatever we are trying to do today we have this beautiful life we are no longer called as sinners we are no longer called as you know people who are living in sin because jesus was sent to the earth as a special instruction as a special uh, uh, you know with a special agenda to it uh, i'm going a little fast here john chapter 1028 i give them eternal life and they will never perish no one can snatch away from me this is this is god's goodness getting projected i give them eternal life and they will never perish i i pray and i declare that none of us will perish i pray that anything that we need will 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 be always be provided our finances will not perish our relationship will not perish we will have a satisfying life because no one can snatch them away from me jesus gave us the light he gave us the bread he gave us the living water he gave us the spirit that means in this process jesus owes you jesus actually owned you and he will not let anybody to snatch you he will not make a way for anybody to come and take you from him because jesus has a very clear agenda and that agenda is john chapter 10 verse 20 sorry john chapter 10 10 can go to the next verse 
we can go to the next verse john chapter 10 10 the thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy but what is jesus's purpose my purpose is to give them a rich and a satisfying life intentions of enemy are always to steal kill and destroy but on the other side jesus always wants to give us a rich come on talk to me a rich and a satisfying life not just a ordinary life not just a life that we just live and just perish and go no he wants us to give a rich and a satisfying life that's the goodness of god guys that's the goodness of god he doesn't wants us to just live a normal life lead a normal life uh you know get a good job uh get married have kids retire some day and then go no 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 hold on hold on that's what world things that's what world does he wants us to give a rich and a satisfying life because he will make sure that he own you he he has the authority over you he will make sure that anyone who comes to trouble you he will not let them do that he will not let you know take take us from him because he has the complete authority over us he has the complete say over us so if you worry today if you if you are worried about something today how's this going to happen what is going to happen who's going to take care of me what will happen to me let me tell you jesus will take care of you your relationships might fail your connections might fail but i'm very sure my jesus will not fail you because he's on a mission to give you a rich and satisfying life amen amen are we learning something now the goodness of god is 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 projected so beautifully in this in this whole book i would really want all of us to go back and read let's take one more uh, one more verse out of this chapter that is uh, john 10 verse 11 i am the good shepherd the good shepherd sacrifices his life for the sheep i don't have to say anything else he's a good shepherd he is a good god and a good shepherd sacrifices his life not anyone else's life his life for the sheep and that's exactly what we saw on that cross the sacrifice that he made or he did was to ensure that the sheep is good are we good do we serve a good god do we serve a god who's ready to sacrifice his life for us amen that's the goodness of god guys that's that's the beauty of the you know the the, the god that we serve now i i want to take you through the next uh you know few slides and i want you to read through this across because uh we all know this we all have read this multiple times you know someone told me back in the day that you, if you read this verse every day your life is saved you, if you read this 
chapter every day your life is safe which isn't true but i'll still want to read i'm talking about psalms 23 did you have those uh, you know amachis and uh, amamas who say you have to read this morning otherwise you're going to hell uh, psalms 23 the lord is my shepherd i have all that i need he lets me rest in green meadows he leads me beside peaceful stream he renews my strength he guides me along right paths bringing honor to his name even when i walk through the darkest valley i will not be afraid for you are close beside me your rod and your staff protect and comfort me you prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies you honor me by anointing my head with oil my cup overflows with blessing surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all days of my life and i will live in the house of lord forever that's it that's the goodness of god a few things that i want to highlight out of this whole uh, you know sam and as i said we would have read this multiple times but we would have not really looked it from this lens you know of goodness but i want to quickly take you through few stuff and then we'll close uh, if pastor robin if you can go to verse 1 of psalms 23 the lord is my shepherd i have all that i need i have everything was to he lets me rest if you think your life is so busy look at him he gives you rest where he in green meadows it's it's a beautiful place to be in he leads me beside peaceful stream imagine a peaceful stream there you are 233 he he renews what my strength and he give he guides me along right path bringing honor to his name if you feel weak look at him he renews your strength in the moment when you feel like you are losing it i want you to go back and look at his goodness because that will strengthen you that will guide you in the right path verse 4 even when i walk through the darkest valley i will not be afraid for you are your far away is somewhere he you are close you know there is a song right you are closest to my closest as closer than my skin i don't know how do i explain that in natural but imagine he's just right here he's close besides me your rod and your staff protect and comfort me if you're looking for that protection run to him if you're looking for that comfort run to him verse 5 you prepare a feast you prepare a feast for me in the presence of that's not usual you don't generally get to sit in a feast in front of your enemy but with a with our god that's possible with our god that's a reality your honor you honor me by anointing my head 
with oil. Let me tell you, we all are anointed. We all have that anointing flowing through our head. My cup overflows with His blessing. I have abundance. I have things overflowing through me. Next verse. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life. And I will live in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. 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 Can you see the goodness of God? Do, do we have a better picture of how good our God is today? Can we just follow those instructions that He gave today? Thank you for tuning in for today's sermon. We hope this word has been a blessing to you. Do visit us at dreamingrevival.com for more information. You're welcome to tune in every Sunday for a live celebration service at 11am at youtube.com slash Pastor God bless you and have a blessed week.